All right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome back to another episode of our Friends with Benefits podcast, All Things Relationship. I'm your host, Billy G. Williams, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Lena B. How are you, Lena? Yeah, yeah. I'm well. Uh, all right, and we have a very special guest slash guest host. We have the beautiful and the so intelligent and so insightful uh, April Davis of Loma Luxury Dating. Welcome to the show, April. Well, thank you for having me. No, no, no. It's a, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you here. I'm so interested to talk to you, so I'm not going to waste a lot of time. Uh, really quick, just tell the people where they can find you and what you actually do. So I am the owner and founder of Luma Luxury Matchmaking. It's a high-end matchmaking firm, and we work with busy professionals and executives, you know, a lot of business owners, people who are looking for a serious, committed relationship, but they don't want to deal with the apps, and they want to be set up with the right kind of person that they're looking for by a professional matchmaker. And people can find us by going to lumasearch.com, and Luma stands for Luxury Matchmaking, so it's L-U-M-A search.com and they can fill out the profile form or give us a call and um, talk to one of the matchmakers and see if we can introduce them to someone. Okay. All right. All right. And um, how did you get into this kind of business? Like how does someone become like a, a matchmaker or, or a luxury matchmaker? How did someone get into your line of work? Good question. I actually just started doing it for fun. Um, you know, the first couple I ever put together was when I was 16 years old and um, they ended up getting married. So fast forward 10 years after that, I was working in corporate America and my background is in process improvement. And, you know, I was always a connector. So I'd meet people and think, okay, who could I set, introduce this person uh, to? And whether it was for, of course, relationships and romantic, but also friends and business. And if you think about it, an introduction is really one of the best ways that you can help somebody or you can really make a huge impact in somebody's life. You know, we were introduced and you th- just think about all the different people in your life that came to you through an introduction and right. all that has enhanced your life. And so, and it's so easy to do, right? You just, hey, so-and-so, meet this person. And it just takes, you know, time, thought and consideration. So anyway, I decided to, I saw an opportunity in the market that I was looking at other services that were out there and reading a lot of the reviews and just hearing about how negative a lot of people were perceiving these different services and I thought, you know, I can do better than that. And <laughs> I started the company and initially I was just doing it for fun and building up my network and my database. And then about a year in, I actually, um, you know, went went at it and started taking on clients. And then a couple of years after that, I had employees and um, and went at it full time, 100%. And now we're an Inc. 5000 company, fastest growing company in the US. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Nice. Love, love it, love it. Yeah. Love it. And we're, in, um, we're nationwide. We have clients all across the country and my team is spread out all over the country. We're a virtual team. We were even before COVID, you know, we work, we meet with people sometimes, you know, depending on where they're at and stuff. But a lot of times we're doing all of this via Zoom, FaceTime, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know. Right, right. Okay. And you said your clientele is more um, high end luxury. And I want to read off a definition for you because that's something else we do in this podcast. We kind of give context to our conversations. Okay. Um, I found this definition for a high value, and I want you to just tell me whether this is accurate in your work. 
Awesome. It says uh, the high value individual is an individual of value. He or she is aware of his or her intrinsic worth and value who think of themselves as a valuable um, as valuable regardless of gender, looks, money, or social status. They are aware that they deserve all good from this world, so they will they will work to get value, but getting value requires giving value. So they invest in themselves to grow and contribute to the world to get value in return. So how accurate is that in your line of work? I would say that's definitely a good um, reflection of the kind of service that we provide, but also a lot of our clients, I would say, would I would consider them high value individuals and that, um, you know, a lot of them have really high standards for themselves. They mm-hmm. offer a lot and therefore they demand a lot in a partner in return. So they're picky about who they're going to be with. They're not just going to settle and oftentimes they can't find that person that's the right fit for them just on an app or, you know, bumping them, bumping into them on the street randomly. Right. So that's why they seek out a service like this. Right. Now, this whole topic and this whole concept of high value is a real hot topic on the dating scene in the relationship circles, especially the uh, content creators out there. Um, so let me ask you, what makes a man or a woman high value? Because I think a lot of people misconstrue that whole idea. So in your expertise, what makes a man or a woman a high value person? Well, it comes down ultimately to how much how you respect yourself and you respect your time and you know what you're willing to allow someone to or how you're willing to allow someone to treat you and what you're willing to accept if you value yourself if you're a high value person you're not going to take much shit right <laughs> you're going to right, right. <laughs> not going to allow somebody to you know take advantage of you um dismiss you or you know not respect your time or you know make you not feel like you're a priority you know, a high value person is going to really be the captain of their ship the captain of their life they're going to go after what they want and they're going to get it and um they're not going to just let the world determine where they're going to land ultimately Mm-hmm. And is it harder in your service to match men or to match women? Um, <laughs> I would say it's harder to match women because of uh, women have, it's just, that, so guys actually are pretty easy. Guys, physical, they want to be attracted. I mean, everybody wants to be attracted to both right. genders, but predominantly that's the key thing for men. And then um, the second thing would be just that she's cool. Like she's easy to, you know, not a lot of drama, not a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of fighting, you know, just easy to get along with. So hot and cool. That's what, that's what guys Hot are. and cool. Yeah. I, I hope the ladies are listening. Hot and cool. Sounds like Billy. That's it. Sounds like Billy. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, Peanut brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, simple. And then, um, and then the women are looking for everything. So <laughs> there's a laundry list of things that women, a lot of women will say, oh yeah, I, I'm just simple. I just want somebody that, you know, is blah, blah, blah. You know, all these, you know, somebody that they has this job, has a job, you know, has mm-hmm. they're all, you know, but then you start peeling back and getting to know the, the person, the woman even further. And she has a lot of her list of um, prerequisites or demands and what she's looking for is a lot longer. And right. Because women are complex, but right. women want a guy that, yeah, of course they want to be attracted to him, but attraction can come in a lot of different forms. 
it mm-hmm. can be, it's not just physical uh, you know they they want somebody that of course that can make them laugh but i always I, I say it comes down to security too women mm-hmm. seek security and security comes in a lot of different forms so it could be um financial security it could be actual physical like masculine you know, protect me type of security and it could be emotional security and right. i always want that too they want a woman that they can feel like they can be vulnerable with too by the way um a lot of times women that are really alpha and really like you know they're the boss they think that they need a man that's even more you know alpha than they are and right. the guys don't really want that kind of woman they want a woman because she's a woman if they wanted someone like that they'd probably be gay you know so they, <laughs> <laughs> they want a female because she's a female and she is a female. right and um so that's another thing too that a lot of women need to consider when they are maybe they're like attorneys or they're in high profile you know c-level type executives that really require a lot of masculinity at the office you know they need to be mm-hmm. able to turn that off when they're right. home and they're or when they're dating and stuff okay so now that you said that i have a somewhat controversial question uh, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but I, I would prefer to hear this response from a female, right? In the honor of a women's women's month. Let me put so, my ears out. Don't let me yell at you, Ben. <laughs> oh no, I just I just wanna I wanna learn as well as a man and I also wanna teach at the same time. So my question is, has the feminist movement helped or harmed the dating marketplace for women? it's there's both i mean in some ways maybe okay it's helped because i think that women are be feeling like um, they're being at it's they're not necessary if you're a woman that you know doesn't want to be just like in the kitchen and cooking and you know being treated that way the feminist movement has definitely <laughs> has definitely helped to advance you know equality and so many other great things but what the challenge that it's brought forth in some respects, I guess you can call it um, a challenge, is that guys are now afraid to make a move. But there's things that we can do still to overcome that. And there are plenty of guys that will still continue to make a move and um, ask a lady out. But, you know, that comes, it's it's just, it's a catch-22. So women want guys to still go after them, to pursue them, and to ask them out on a date. But um, they don't want to have necessarily the traditional male female roles, and, and, you know. And so, and guys, they don't want to because of the, like the Me Too movement, especially. They don't want to be perceived as that creeper or weirdo that's you know bugging. They don't want to bug her by asking her. And the yeah, guys, definitely like, a slippery slope. Yeah, and some of the guys that are, you know, very persistent. They're a lot of times the ones that, you know, they're professionals. <laughs> you know, they're not they're not necessarily looking for a serious committed relationship. They're looking to hook up and they're hooking up with a lot right. of and they're really good at it. That's why they're so good at being persistent and getting, you know, ultimately getting whatever woman they want. So I always encourage women to not be afraid to make the first move or at least, you know, think about back in the day when the lady would drop the handkerchief and they right. pick it up for her so that same kind of thing that needs mm-hmm. to happen so the guys feel comfortable and they feel safe that they can um you know actually ask her out or um talk to her even because right it is tough for women because we we're vulnerable you know if we're walking down the street by ourselves late at night it's a lot different than if a guy is doing it you know we have to give 
that's that rusty bitch face so if people don't mess with us and leave us alone right. we have to like send out the vibe like don't talk to me because we're constantly women are being harassed and bothered yeah and so it's it's a challenge for for guys that are wanting and they they have good intentions and it's also challenging for the women that want to meet the good guys so um, that's why I encourage women to smile and open the door if it is somebody that you're interested in and don't be afraid to let them know because otherwise you may miss your opportunity love it love it and let me ask you um, is there a age ceiling when it comes to securing a luxury or high value person is there like an age cap no I know I mean we've had clients in their 80s I mean I, I don't know that there'd be many beyond that because a lot of times to find us you have to have a computer <laughs> so i don't know how many 90 year olds are i'm sure they're out there but i right. had um time a, an 80 year old guy reach out and he said that his, his grandson was helping him with his match.com that leads into my next question uh what's your best success story uh matching a couple well, he was one. I mean, he was interesting. So he was early on when I first started the company. For one. Mm -hmm. And okay, so he could barely see because he's pretty old, right? And mm -hmm. I knew women in his age group would probably be in the same situation. And he lived downtown Minneapolis. And there's a lot of like, you know, there's the 55 plus communities. And so I made up a bunch of flyers that were in big print, big font. <laughs> so I knew they could right. And I distributed them at all these um, different 55 plus communities. And I okay. found a lady that had reached, seen the flyer and reached out and I met with her and she seemed like a good fit. So I ended up setting them up on a date and they, as far as I know, they're still together. I haven't talked to them for a couple of years now, but. That's, that's, a, that's a beautiful story. Yeah, that's awesome. uh, <laughs> and Lena, do you have any questions, Lena? What, let it rip. Um, thank you so much for, um, again, April, for being with us today. I really appreciate that. If me, I'm probably more excited than uh, Billy, because for me, I'm single, okay? Um, you're frozen on my end. Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm Billy. I, I can everything. hear you. Yeah. Okay. So I, I will fall perfectly for um, your market of people looking. One thing, going back to something that you said earlier, you said when it comes to... Um, high value or high powered women sometimes it may be difficult for them because they think that they want somebody that is as you know um that is as you know alpha, high valued alpha. or alpha but yeah. it doesn't work out and myself i encountered that so mm -hmm. i i won't consider myself to be like tough or anything like that i'm pretty flexible but i thought that i wanted somebody to match me and be as aggressive and i realized it doesn't work like I am a type of female that I like to work all the time. Um, I like to secure my bag. I like to make sure that everybody that's under me is taken care of. So sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm not empathetic or have the patience for someone that just wants me to hang out with them at their house. What are we doing over here? <laughs> I don't really have the patience for that. But I started reading different things and looking to other things and realized that it's a compatibility thing. Yeah. And a lot of times people is like, thinking in their head what the ideal guy for them look like and he he isn't he he doesn't have a face he is a he's an essence he's a feeling he's a vibe and um what is the algorithm or how do you guys uh, what is your guys algorithm when it comes to finding compatibility if there was only if there was really an algorithm for being able to predict you know we'd all be <laughs> 
definitely be a multi multi-millionaire but i think you you touched on it is compatibility looking for compatibility but also values so when you when you're what you're saying and what you're telling me is you are you know you're a strong independent woman and um you like to do stuff so you kind of have a restless spirit you're gonna get bored if somebody's just gonna be like hey let's just watch tv like no you want to do stuff so the, your values tell me that you need a guy that can that wants to do things that wants to go out that is likes to explore maybe try new restaurants and like actually go places versus just be you know content with sitting at home and it's not necessarily like alpha versus beta it's more about his values and what he likes to do and um you know and that then your chemistry and your connection will come from there so i mean you could do the you would i've seen a lot of women that are like strong independent women that end up dating more like the the beta personality type of guys which all that means is that he's not a guy that's trying, you know, beating his chest, trying to be, you know, bigger and better and stronger than every other guy. He's a guy that can also be really supportive and help you to shine and be there to help you, you know, because you want, you're, you seem like you might be like the matriarch of the family, you know, you're taking care of people and, and um, looking over things and stuff. So a guy like that can help you to shine and be your best self. You know, yes. you necessarily need a guy that's just like you, so you butt heads and then you end up having issues. You know, probably, probably not. I don't, I don't know. There's no real. Problem. No, you're no, you really are a genius. <laughs> April is really a genius because I'm gonna give you my number. I've been single for six, seven years, six, six years, and I'm one of those people that I've been single but just not, not looking. I've, I've been actively looking, dating. And I would say just recently within, probably because of COVID and being home in quarantine, I had to really learn who I was for myself and realize that who I am, the reason why I've been single for so long, my mentality of my mate, it, it, was, it was not realistic. And, and being able to find myself during that time in COVID, I started to have more realistic values on what it is that I was looking for in a person. And um, I'm very active, I'm very talented, I like to work, I like to make money, and I also like to um, satisfy my creative side. And I realized that in terms of compatibility, I really had to, um, I was looking for a guy that was gonna be supportive. Mm -hmm. Because I go into my wallet and pay checks. I'll ask you out on a date. I'll, you know what I mean? I'm that kind of female. So I don't need you telling, I didn't need a guy telling me what I need to oh, sit down and do that and do this. Yeah. I, I, I realized I was faking that for too long. Like I can do that, but internally it's eating me up. Like you're doing that wrong. I could build this house way better than you. Like, <laughs> I have the resources, let me do it. So like, um, so I'm definitely, going to be one of your clients because <laughs> well, a guy uh, that is supportive that's going to help advance you and like boost your hype man you you want to you want to marry your hype man your biggest hype man yes you hear that yes. Later? marry the hype man the guy yeah, that's what the I, rule you want that's the guy you marry billy knows my personality i have a bomb personality i'm <laughs> Um, I'm the only girl. I have five brothers, so that definitely has an impact on my lifestyle and how and and my upbringing. So like, um, I'm also not. I, I was like getting. I was um, drawing guys that like my personality, but then wanted to shape me into the woman that they feel is supposed to be, and or I will get guys that were extremely 
submissive where I can't even they become uh, have they, they yeah have so they either so the first one you mentioned they they respect you and they they like you they see a lot of great qualities in you and um and but then when it comes to like actually being in a relationship they realize yeah it's you're too much alike maybe and that's where you can start to butt heads that's why I always, <coughs> you don't need a twin you need to find your complement and yeah. it's it's just yeah for everyone it's different so yeah anyway yeah. that's awesome but you recognize that and have had a lot of, a lot of people have I've heard you know talk to that they have seen a lot of growth and they I think COVID has helped to put things into perspective and mm -hmm. people have priority prioritize what really matters you know it's mm -hmm. not just about I agree physical it's you know that having that person that you can go through these tough times with ultimately thank you uh, my next question, can I ask you, are you, what's your status? What are you? Single? I'm married. I'm married. Yeah. And you guys will love this. I'm married to a divorce attorney. I seen, <laughs> I seen the video. I seen the video when you said that. You said y'all like full circle. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, it's full circle. No, like yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that was. That is awesome. I can help put you guys together and he can help let you know that you guys really do when you have kids and you're trying to raise kids you know mm -hmm. it's just there's a lot of different things like that but people don't you know when you first when you first fall for somebody especially when you're younger like you don't recognize the red flags you're not having those hard conversations you're not working mm -hmm. now there's a lot of like great books and resources out there that people can use but i feel like you know so often people get married for it's great yeah get married for love but make sure that your values are aligned and that you can ultimately- You gotta clap it up for April for that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, because the way that you handle money, the way you handle kids, all those things are ultimately what ends up you know, making relationships last or not. That's the stuff that matters. All that love stuff is cool the first couple of years. And then after that, you know, when life is happening, y'all have to be on the same page. Right. That's true. Right. Um, and to piggyback off of that, um, you're definitely right with, you know, like um, what you had just said. For me, with I did see the red, um, the red flags early, but again, I used to fake, you know, like, cause, because of society's expectations of like, quote unquote, what a woman is supposed to do. Or I'm like, I'm like, I'm not fitting. So a lot of times these relationships or these uh, pending uh, relationships will fall apart because I, I'm, I'm fighting who I actually am. Like I'm, I'm, I put in a mask on to date, but yes. then at nighttime, I'm like, this is not me. And right. it's creating a resentment. And I didn't, and I'm telling you, really finding yourself really helps you the full circle with like finding compatibility. Cause yeah. then you really have to hold yourself accountable and hold yourself to these standards. Like at the end of the day, only you could blame yourself for this. Right. So, that's in a great place too to know this stuff and to be you're comfortable alone you're okay alone 
so many people aren't they can't handle being alone and it's important mm-hmm. when you get into a relationship and somebody starts butting up against your values and you start seeing these red flags you have to know that you're in a position where you can walk away and yes if you're not then you get stuck and then you get screwed <laughs> so it's it's a negotiation along the way making sure that mm-hmm. yeah you compromise but you can't compromise your core values ultimately mm-hmm. amen to that is there a difference between dating someone exclusively as opposed to dating more than one person because like in new york city there's this culture of like i'm seeing more than one person right because it's so fast paced you know you see somebody today you like them but you might see somebody tomorrow and like them and nobody wants to put a label or 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 a title on it um what is your opinion of that is there a difference or can or can it work can you i mean i would say if you're seeing more than one person you're not committed you're not in a serious committed relationship and then you know if i was seeing somebody that was seeing other people i'm again like talk, when i was talking about how you have to be in a position where you can walk away like if you're okay with that that's fine you know that's that's your thing but if you're not if you're if you truly want a, a serious committed relationship just with one person you have to be willing to say no that's i'm, I'm not accepting that because a high value person bring it back full circle to high value <laughs> high value person wouldn't tolerate that and they wouldn't right somebody to put them you know second you know they want they would prioritize that person in their relationship if it was you know if it was that important to them so you ultimately you have to decide what you want and then stick to it. All right. So April, before we let you out of here, I want to have a little bit of fun with you because it's been kind of a kind of a light, heavy conversation. I do like to have a little fun on the podcast. Yeah. So I'm gonna read this meme that we have here. We do what we call a relationship meme that we do every week on the podcast. Okay. So I'm gonna read this off to you Let's and uh you let me know if this is accurate or not in your your line of work. Okay. It says the difference between men and women, men use love to get sex and women use sex to get love. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I can see that. You know, I was just um, talking to somebody earlier today about how um, they're saying that like, oh, should you have, should you have sex on the second date? Like, no, (laughs) you should not. If you want, if you want a real relationship, if you want it to last, then yeah, you need to hold out and build, build up the relationship. Because once you have the sex, a guy they're you know they're meant to spread their seed right it's just natural <laughs> it's, it's nature and you want to make sure once you've given them what they want that there's something there that's solid that's going to make them come back because what they, right. they wanted initially was the sex but if there's no relationship there's if there's no connection true connection then they're going to go off and you know chase after the next thing but right so let me ask you this one last question in in regards to what you just said um when we're talking about like traditional values you know there's always been that idea to make a man wait mm-hmm. right but in the more modern times you know women empowerment it's my body i can do what i want and all those type of things um where's the where's the uh what's the word where's like the gray area when it comes to women that's want to explore their sexuality and don't want to be judged for it well, versus the woman that has the traditional values on sex. If you want to explore your, your sexuality and you know sleep with people, that's one thing, okay? But if you want a serious committed relationship, 
then you, you need to hold off on doing that because they're going to lose. I mean, it's just, it's like 101, right? They're going to lose respect. They're just not, they're not going to be as interested. The, the shininess is going to wear off and they're going to be off, you know, looking at somebody else because they've already been there and done that, conquered that, moving on. And so it just depends on what you want. Yeah. If you want to go explore and date or have sex with a lot of different people, yeah, go for it. But if you want a relationship and commitment long-term, that's a different strategy. So it's mm. about what you want long-term. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, any last words, um, Lena, for uh, Ms. Davis before we let her out of here? Yes. So I've taken, I made notes for myself, uh, April, for me, from you. I have, don't sleep on a second date, <laughs> drop your handkerchief and have realistic values <laughs> yeah well and stand by yeah stand by your values and um yeah, yes for or i had one girl i had told this to her and she literally dropped her keys on the floor so the guy would pick them up for her <laughs> and it worked you know she got she started the conversation <laughs> so i'm mad cute i do all kinds of different stuff i'm mad cute with it and i have one question before we go out um i'm like that like old school religion had a lot to do with it but i feel like nowadays especially with millennials they're finding like a middle ground with how they can maintain a relationship with their whatever their religion of choices as well as be very versed in modern day how do is there a space for that and how you guys match people in as far as religion or like how they like so I noticed that a lot of millennials, they're not like, uh, I go to church every day, on, I go to church every day, but they do have a spiritual relationship mm-hmm. with Christ, but it may not, it's not as how it was with our parents, like, you know, yeah. where, you know, we are more open. Is there a space for you guys to accommodate people who are religious, but are more flexible with their, yeah, you I know, they're say, not as... Yeah, I would say at like 60% of the people that we meet with say they are spiritual, but not religious. So ah, that's it's it. really exactly. the, the institution has turned them off. You know, the religious institution has mm-hmm. turned them right, off. right. They feel like um, maybe finding God is going for a walk and having a conversation with God in private. You know, not necessarily you know standing up, kneeling, sitting down, <laughs> standing up, you know, exactly. going through that the the maybe the way that it was forced upon their parents. You know, so yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people are of that that um, mindset for sure thank you you i love how you understand questions entirely she's good what yeah, no yeah. she's the real deal like she really yeah. no she's really good I, I'm, all right i'm gonna be a client april you're gonna hear from me soon okay the six years is over with i'm done all right ready to lock it down have my ex crack ready to drop my last name let it go let's let it go awesome <laughs> We're gonna get you hooked up. Sounds good. Right. Thank you so, so much, April. Thank you so much. Yeah, for so Miss Davis, it's been like a pleasure having you on. Uh just real quick before we let you go, tell the people again where they can find you and your service. Yeah. Anyone can go to lumasearch.com, L-U-M-A-S-E-A-R-C-H.com and fill out the profile form or give one of the matchmakers a call. And then we can just talk about you and who you're looking for and um, set you up. All right, let's clap it up for April one more time. Thank you. You've been awesome. We will see you guys next week on the next episode of our Friends of Benefits podcast. Uh, Billy G. Williams signing off. I'm going to be on the market by then. 
I'm going to be off the market by then. <laughs> Lena B signing off and Miss Davis signing off. See you next week. Peace. Take care.